Hello guys, Abel here back with another video. In today's video, I'm gonna be talking about something very important. So the topic of today is the five classes or five types of fat loss problems that might be standing in your way. There is a reason why I don't say five fat loss challenges or something like that, because we won't be talking about specific issues. So we won't be addressing things like, you don't know how to count calories, or you are eating foods with too high of an energy density, or you don't have enough discipline, or you don't know how to measure your progress. Because in my opinion, all of these different challenges can be categorized into different categories. And basically, that's what we're going to be talking about. And I think that is important because many times what ends up happening in people's fat loss journeys is that they run into problems and they don't quite realize what the real core issue is. And so they start optimizing things that are not really the issue in the first place. So you might be reading up on even more information, whereas in reality, lack of information was not your problem in the first place. Or you start looking into some different strategy, like implementing intermittent fasting or switching up your meal frequency or implementing some new food sources. Whereas in reality, your diet structure and exactly how you're organizing things was not the issue in the first place. There is some deeper problem here. So that's basically the theme of this video. And I have a bit of a cheat sheet here just because I want to make sure that I don't miss out on anything that's very relevant. And we are going to layer these different types of problems. So we are going to start from the least serious, I guess least invasive one, and we are going to finish on the biggest challenges and the one that requires the most attention. So we are going to start with class of problems number one, and that is quite simply a lack of information. Now, I don't know how relevant that really is for most of you watching this. From what I tend to see, my audience tends to be pretty well educated, at least when it comes to the simple things like how to lose fat. I think the vast majority of you understand that it's about a calorie deficit. I don't know if I'm going to blow your minds if I just tell you that, yeah, you need to eat less and you need to maintain that calorie deficit until you lose the fat. If you currently don't believe this to be the case, you will come around eventually. I know I did. So back in the day, I actually used to be a pretty big low-carb zealot. I guess you could call me that. And um, I had to come around to the other side and realize that, yeah, it is really about calories. And the reason why I had to come around is because I just noticed that things were not happening. I was controlling my carbs to the point where I was even selecting what butter I was buying because some butters were listing one gram of carb per 100 grams on their package. So I was looking for butters that said zero grams of carbs. So I was that strict with the whole thing. And eventually I, I just had to realize that no, the fat is not coming off because I'm just eating too much. So you will come around eventually. The only challenging thing about this can be that Sometimes it requires us to let go of certain beliefs and some of those beliefs might actually be tied together with our identities and letting go of that can be very hard. So for me, this was a long process and I was very reluctant to accept the fact that it's not really about carbs and insulin. I actually have some funny stories about that. But anyway, lack of information, that's the most basic layer. That's the most basic of challenges that can prevent you from getting lean or staying lean. Fixing that is really not that hard. What is required really is just coming across the right sources of information. And what you need to understand for fat loss is really not that hard. I think 
Some of you might have some bigger challenges understanding training principles and how to really optimize those things. When it comes to fat loss, I mean, the eat less, move more principle really applies. You can tack on top of that, eat a high protein diet and do some resistance training to not lose muscle. And that's pretty much it. So I doubt that this is a serious issue for most of you. So let's just move on. The next class of problems is what I would call a lack of systems. So at this point, you have the information that you need. You understand the basic principles, you know that, okay, I need to maintain a calorie deficit, but you have an issue with practical implementation. And the main characteristics of this are basically that even though you have the best of intentions and you have the right information for the most part, you're running into real life practical issues a lot. So I will take a look at my cheat sheet real quickly. So a couple that I wrote down for myself is finding yourself in situations a lot where you have to deal with cravings and you feel like you're in a constant battle of willpower. That really shouldn't happen if your diet is set up properly. If your environment is managed correctly, if you manage your shopping correctly, if you have good habits, this should really be something that is a very transient phase. You should get through this very quickly. If this is something that is a, that is a chronic issue, you haven't systematized something well enough in your overall nutritional approach. So that's one characteristic. Running into hunger issues very frequently, and especially random hunger pangs during the day. That's really not something that should happen unless we are talking about an extreme diet down to like essential levels of body fat. Unless you're going to that level, serious hunger issues for most people should not be a regular serious challenge. So that's another characteristic of this. Feeling mentally burnt out on your diet. So you feel like you constantly have to micromanage things. So you can deal with the hunger, it's not that bad. Things are happening and you're making progress, but you're just mentally really getting tired from the whole process of dieting. That is a good indication that something is just not set up right. So you don't have routines, you don't have systems, you could just not put the whole process of auto on autopilot. That is a very classic sign of having the right information, having the willingness to do what you have to do, but you just don't have the systems. You lack the toolkit to implement things in a practical way. Being under a lot of stress constantly because of social pressure and always feeling like you're on the brink of crumbling under that social pressure. That's again, that's a skill that you have to learn if you want to get lean and stay lean. That's something that you can learn. If you feel like your social life, your loved ones and your friends are a source of stress and are one of the main barriers to your success, that's again, a very class of sign that you don't have proper systems, habits and just an infrastructure that you build up for yourself who are succeeding on this journey. And again, these are skills that you can learn. So these are some key characteristics of having the knowledge, having the right information, but not having systems. You lack the know-how for proper practical implementation. Now, before we move on to the next category of problems and the next layer, I want to pause here for a second and point out that basically people like me, so coaches, fitness professionals, whatever you want to call us, our power basically ends at this point. 
Okay, so what we do, what people like me do, and there, there are lots of people like me, some of them are much smarter than me, some of them are a lot dumber than me, but what we do is we provide you with information and the knowledge, and then we give you practical tools to put all of that knowledge into good use. Basically, we give you tools to put all of that into practice. So we can tell you what to do, we can tell you what you need to know, and then we try to give you a little life hacks. Basically, how can you implement all of this and how can you make the whole process easier, feel less effortful, automate a lot of these things so that you don't have to think about it all the time? How can you make the whole process more sustainable? That's what we do. And that's basically what we are qualified to be doing. What comes after this, the challenges that come after this, Solving that is not within our scope of expertise and qualifications. Solving the upcoming problems, that's either down to you or it's down to people that are qualified to be dealing with those things. And that's important to point out because I know that a lot of you think, and I used to think the same thing, that, okay, I really respect this fitness professional. He's so knowledgeable. He knows so many things. He must know how to solve everything, all my life's problems and all the potential challenges that I will run into. No, people like me and people much smarter than me, we are knowledgeable and qualified to solve a certain set of problems, but our scope ends at a certain point. And that's important to know. So please recognize if you fall into the categories that will come up now, and if you are falling into that category, then just know that we are not the people to recruit for solving those problems, okay? So that's just a bit of a disclaimer. So next set of problems that we have to talk about, so next category is a lack of motivation, basically. I could say lack of dedication, not being willing to work hard, uh, impatience, lack of grit, but in my opinion, that basically all falls under the umbrella of not being motivated to do the things that you have to do. And the main, main characteristic of this is that you know what to do. You have the practical toolkit. You have the systems. It's been given to you. You've been offered practical solutions. And you're just not doing what you know you should be doing. That's basically what's going on here. Main characteristics here are impatience getting frustrated easily when the results don't come quickly, deviating from the diet frequently, and even when offered practical solutions, even then just the same problems keep repeating themselves again and again, overeating frequently, and it's important to point out, not compulsive overeating, just overeating. It's not, okay, I lost control, I broke down, I ate the whole pizza, it's more like, eh, Whatever, I, I was busy, you know, I didn't have time to put together the, you know, the meal that I, I planned on having, so I just ordered pizza. It's more like you have this eh, type attitude towards the whole thing. Just putting yourself into lots of logistical situations where it's almost inevitable that you will fail, even though you know how to work around these things. So you've been given tools and practical tips to manage your food environment, how to deal with social pressure, how to deal with social events, how to still have a social life while getting lean or staying lean, and you're just not implementing any of these things. So these are clear signs that you're just basically lacking motivation. Um, what can be done about this? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if anything can be done about this, nor am I sure whether something should be done about this, honestly. I don't necessarily think that we should teach people how to want certain things more. 
I think it's fine not to be super motivated to get lean. I mean, look, I think being jacked and lean and having a six pack and all of that stuff, I think that's awesome. I'm passionate about it, but it's not for everybody. It's, it's effortful, it requires hard work, and that's not for everybody. And I can completely respect if someone says, you know what, it would be cool on paper, but I'm just not willing to do what's required to get there. I think everybody should make sure that they are healthy. So, you know, still try to eat some fruits and veggies. Don't be completely sedentary. Do some blood work, you know, try to not develop diabetes and those sorts of things. But having abs and, and looking beach lean, those are optional things. It's just not like you have to do any of that. So I think if you're not motivated, that's fine. I, I respect your choice to not want to get jacked and lean. The only issue is that a lot of people who fall into this category of not being motivated enough will still end up chasing down this goal every once in a while and attempt to get lean and they will give up on it again and again and they will still get frustrated with themselves like what's wrong with me? I set this goal all the time and I keep failing. And I would say that's actually harmful. Like it's, it's dangerous to develop the identity of being a quitter. And it actually used to confuse me as a coach as well. Like, I don't understand this person invested money. They signed up for my coaching service and that's their attitude. Like, I just don't understand. Like, why did they waste their time, money? It just confused me completely and I just didn't understand. And over time I thought about this more and what I had to realize is that there are two big issues here. One issue is that a lot of people just underestimate what it will really take to achieve a certain goal. And then the other issue is that a lot of people that aren't motivated will still get enthusiastic from time to time. And there's a big difference between enthusiasm and motivation. So enthusiasm is kind of a temporary emotion. It's a brief spark of inspiration. I think a lot of us have things like that in our lives where we go, yeah, it would be cool to have it. It would be cool to do it. But I mean, when it really comes down to it, would we be willing to work hard for it consistently for a long time? Probably not. And I think a lot of people are like that with this whole getting lean thing. So I will give you an example. Many years ago, so I was probably 19 or maybe 20, I came up with the idea that I will learn to play the guitar. Because I was always kind of envious of these guys that were playing the guitar at the campfire and they were singing along as well and they always seemed like they were the cool guys. And I was like, that's awesome. I, I want to do that. So I got myself a guitar. It was actually quite an undertaking. We had to convert my father's guitar to be a left-handed guitar so that I could practice with it. And everything was set up. And then when it came time to actually practice every day, then all of a sudden I realized that, holy shit, this is going to take longer than I thought. And it's a bigger pain in the ass than I thought. And I was just sitting there like an idiot, like trying to hold those chords. And it's like, ding, ding. I, I felt like a complete moron. I think the point where I actually gave up was at the F chord, F minor, F major, one of those. It was just impossible for me to hold it. And at that point, I just got frustrated. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to go and play Xbox. And at first, I actually felt guilty. So I was like, okay, tomorrow I will practice, I promise. Today I didn't do it, but tomorrow I will. And eventually, I had to admit to myself that, look, dude, you don't care about this whole thing that much. You had this idea. Yeah, it would be cool to play songs at the campfire. But you're not going to practice daily to do that. Now. I had some regretful moments about it later on. 
even to this day, sometimes I do. It would be cool to be able to play the guitar, but really, I just wasn't motivated enough to practice daily. And so there's a big difference between enthusiasm and motivation. And this is how a lot of people end up chasing down that goal of getting six pack lean and they will keep giving up again and again. And the same cycle repeats itself again and again. And again, I don't really have a solution for this. Honestly, I don't really know if you can teach someone or coach someone to be more motivated. I think you either want something or you don't. It's kind of like sex drive. Like, are you horny or are you not? If you aren't, I cannot just rationally talk you into being horny. I cannot just tell you like, hey, look at this girl. Like, can't you see how attractive she is? Like, come on, be turned on. Like, no, it's just not there. So same thing here. Maybe some of these motivational videos like the David Goggins type guys that are talking in the camera and are telling you that, yeah, I completed the Navy SEAL training three times and I intentionally made it more difficult for myself. Maybe that will work for some people. The problem with these types of videos is that what they do is they spark up your enthusiasm and not your motivation. So they will make you very inspired and enthusiastic. But as we discussed, that's kind of short lived. But hey, if it works, it works great. Okay, so re-watching the video, I realized that there is one thing that I should have mentioned and I don't know why I didn't mention. So there is basically a fifth layer to all of this and that is sometimes you might be just lacking the proper life context to all of this. So for example, if your life is just in an insane amount of flux with a ton of stress, maybe you just recently got kids or maybe you just started a job which involves shift work and you have the craziest of shifts. Maybe you just recently got recruited for the French Foreign Legion or whatever else that is currently preventing you from from having a good mindset about all of this, that can be a legitimate barrier as well. Sometimes being busy and those sorts of things are just excuses as you really don't need much time or attention to lose fat. After all, it mainly just requires you to not do things as opposed to actively doing certain things. But in extreme scenarios, it can be a legitimate problem as well. So sometimes we just have to admit that at this moment in time, it's just not the right time to do a diet and to try to get lean. And that's fine. So there you have it. There is another layer, which I don't know why I didn't mention here. Anyway, moving on to the next layer of problems. And that is, I don't exactly know how to frame this, but basically you're lacking at this moment in time, you're lacking the proper mental health to even attempt to get lean. To say it a bit more nicely, your relationship with food, dieting and with your body is just not in a place where you're in a position to get lean and to succeed with that. So a couple of key characteristics here, compulsive overeating, you deviate from your diet. And when that happens, it happens with a sense of losing control. You had the plan of being on point with your diet and all of a sudden you break and you feel like you don't have agency over the situation. Another key characteristic here is that when you do lose control and you deviate from your diet, you fall off the wagon, it's accompanied with a lot of guilt and shame. You also have a strong urge to overcompensate or to at least compensate fully. So, okay, today I had a binge. I overate by 3000 calories. Tomorrow, I'm just going to fast completely. I will make up for the problem that way. These are some very key indicators. Now, the tough thing is actually, is that 
it can be at first very hard to distinguish between this and the previous layer. So just looking at the actual events that take place, someone who is just not motivated enough and is just not willing to do what it takes and someone who is just not in the proper mental state to succeed with the diet, the actual things that they do might look the same. So in both cases, the person ate a whole large pizza. The key distinction is how the internal experience is. So the person who is not motivated just succumbed to temptation. It's like, eh, whatever, today I will have the pizza. I don't give a shit. The other person lost control. They only wanted to have one slice or they didn't want to have the pizza in the first place. They wanted to have a salad, but something just broke and they lost control. And it was just a very compulsive event where they just had no control over it. Also, the way they speak about the event afterwards tells you a lot. So one person will feel very guilty and will make promises and will tell you about their plans, about how they plan to compensate for all of this. The other person will be like, oops, you know, last week I ate at McDonald's three times a day, every day, you know? So you can tell a lot just by how the person is communicating about the whole issue. Unfortunately, this issue of having an unhealthy relationship with food, basically having disordered eating patterns and just not being in a healthy enough mental state to even plan on succeeding with the diet, this is much more common in the fitness world than we like to think. And it's getting worse by the day. You know, social media has a large influence on this. People are getting unrealistic expectations. The perceived pressure of seeing all these hot guys and girls with amazing bodies that is just exacerbating the problem. So unfortunately, this is common. And if you're in this situation, just know that how to lose fat, how you can do things better, these are not the right questions to be asking right now. What will help you is not doing things better because that's not your issue. Your issue is not that you don't have the proper systems. It's not that you don't know what to do. It's not that you're not dedicated enough. You're just not in a good place in your life where this should even be an undertaking for you. So you have to address this issue first. And again, people like me, so fitness professionals are not the right people to help you through that. So there are people that are qualified to be dealing with this. There are counselors, there are wonderful professionals that are qualified to help you through that and to give you the help that you deserve. So if you're in this situation, please recognize that and don't make the problem worse by just going through the same destructive cycles again and again. So basically this was the fourth layer and there is one last thing, so a fifth element that we have to talk about. And this is not so much another layer to all of this, but this is more so something that overarches everything that we talked about so far and puts everything into context. And that is how realistic your expectations are about what you can achieve in relation to your genetics. So there is this very hippie saying that you should honor your genetics. You should realize the genetic blueprint and the cars that you've been dealt with, and you should accept those. And what a stupid hippie thing to say, right? Yeah, and it's also something that happens to be completely true. We all want to look like the hottest guys and girls on Instagram. We all want to have that amazing six pack. We all want to be close to single digit body fat all the time. The thing is, it's realistic for some people, and for some people, it just absolutely isn't. You know, I know a lot of people who could never stay as lean as I do with not much effort. And I know some people who can stay so much leaner than I could. You know, the level of leanness that I can diet down to by crushing myself, some people just hang out there very comfortably. 
The thing is that Instagram, YouTube, all these social media platforms, they present us with amazing looking bodies and they show us what could theoretically be possible. And of course, it makes us think that everybody should be able to maintain that level of leanness all the time. And the thing that you have to know about these people who stay almost shredded all the time is that we can divide them into three categories. Category number one is the people who don't actually stay that lean all the time. They just get lean once a year or twice a year maybe. They take a bunch of pictures and then they just slowly post those pictures all year round. And so they seem to be super lean. In reality, they aren't. They have regained the weight like months ago, but you only see the pictures that they took at that time. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. He can do this. I should be able to do this as well. So that's category number one. Category number two is the people who seem to be able to maintain that super lean physique year round without much effort. But in reality, it is very effortful and or they have seriously disordered eating patterns. So pretty much on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, they have horrendously huge binges, which are then followed by one or two week long crash diets, sometimes with some pretty harsh drugs thrown into the mix as well. So some pretty ugly things can actually go behind the scenes that you don't know about. So that's category number two. And category number three are, yes, people who can actually maintain that effortlessly, but often it's not because they have some magic strategy or I would say almost never, it is because they are just naturally very lean people. And unfortunately, this is just something we have to accept. We just differ. So think about your body fat percentage that you can maintain effortlessly, that is comfortable for you. You might not be impressed with what that is, but there are people who would love to maintain what you have. They might be, you know, 40, 50 pounds fatter than you. And to get to your physique would be a massive undertaking and they would be struggling with a ton of hunger. So this is where this whole hippie idea of honoring our genetics and coming to a level of acceptance with what's realistic to maintain for the long term actually comes into play. And it's very important to realize this because that puts all of this into context. So you might have the right information, you might have the right systems, you might actually be very dedicated and maybe you would have zero issues with disordered eating patterns, but you're just constantly trying to push yourself to a place with your leanness where something breaks inevitably. You know, everybody has a breaking point. Everybody can diet to a place where it's not super effortful, they don't feel super restrained, and everything is just working in a nice, healthy manner. But everybody can push themselves to a place past that where they would start developing disordered eating patterns. Even the people who seem to be super, super lean naturally, they would have a breaking point as well. The guy who can hang out at 8% body fat, well, trust me, if they dieted down to 4% body fat and try to maintain that year round, they would break as well. So how can you know if this is an issue for you that you have unrealistic expectations given your genetics? Well, an easy test is, is that if you have successfully dieted down to the same place multiple times and you just have massive issues maintaining that and it was always the case in the past, well, that might be a good indication. And a lot of people unfortunately just cannot accept that and they keep trying to do it again and again and they think that is the strategy that's wrong. They think that, oh, maybe if I stayed there but I switched up my macronutrient ratios or if I had a different meal frequency or maybe I should try intermittent fasting or reverse dieting or something like that, maybe then everything would be good. Well, 
if you have tried that multiple times in the past and you always ended up having similar issues, maybe that's an indication that that's just not realistic for the long term. But hey, there is probably a happy medium. It doesn't mean that you have to get fat now. Probably you can still hang out leaner than what you are currently, just not quite as lean. And most of us will have to have that bit of a mindfuck acceptance moment. I can diet to be super, super lean, pretty much as lean as anybody, I believe. But what I can maintain in the long term, that's a different story. And for most of us, there is a gap between how lean we can diet to versus what we can maintain. It's a bit of a mindfuck and uh, a lot of us will have to go through that. And I don't mean to be defeatist and I'm also not saying that you shouldn't try to get very lean. When people approach me for coaching and they tell me that I want to get to say 8% body fat and my goal is to maintain that afterwards, my reaction is always, look, give it an honest go. Let's do it. Let's get you lean. Do it in the most intelligent way we can. Once you're there, do the most intelligent transition into a maintenance phase or lean bulking phase that we can. Let's do it by implementing all the best tools that I have in my arsenal. I will do my best and you will do your best, but let's do it with our eyes wide open. So let's be honest with ourselves. If you're running into problems that will just make life non-livable, if your libido is non-existent, if you're super food focused, if you feel like you're living a half-life, you're not even your real self because life is just revolving around food and managing your leanness, just be cognizant, you know? Try to recognize what's actually happening and then we can make a rational call. So I would say, give it a go. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from trying to get very lean. Do it, do it intelligently, but do it with your eyes wide open. And if it turns out that that's not quite a realistic level of leanness for the long term for you, don't get upset. Don't feel like you're a failure. Many, many people have that moment of realization. And it's just a part of life, unfortunately. So that's kind of the last piece that I wanted to add to all of this. And uh, yeah, that was the five layer of problems that I wanted to address here. Um, I hope the video made sense. I know it was quite long and maybe I rambled a bit more than I should have. But regardless, uh, let me know what you thought, if this was informative and useful. Also subscribe for more content like this. And uh, if you want to be working together with me, coached and mentored by me, then show description, you find all the information about that. And otherwise, I will see you in the next video.